What's up, everybody? This is Gerge Brooms with From the Top Rope Podcast, and I am welcoming you to our end-of-year spectacular here at the Russell Buzz Podcast Network. Uh, what we did was we sat down for a long time, and we talked about the best of the year for all different categories, uh, moment, wrestler, male wrestler, female wrestler, all types of stuff. And uh, we record a real long podcast, and we decided to break it up into two podcasts. So our end of year show is going to be broken up into three total podcasts. Uh, the next two episodes are going to be our conversations. We're going to discuss all the best ofs of the year, and then we're going to come back for a third and final episode where we vote and we nail down what are the best of moments, wrestlers, matches, whatever it might be for the WrestleBuzz Podcast Network. So welcome to part one. I hope you guys enjoy it. I hope you guys have a Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, uh, Happy Holidays, Happy New Year, all that from the WrestleBuzz Podcast Network. Here is part one of the WrestleBuzz Podcast Network end of year mega show. What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Wrestle Buzz Podcast Network end of the year show. Happy as hell to be here. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year to all of you guys. We are here with a mega show. We've got podcasters from all over the Wrestle Buzz Wrestle Buzz Podcast Network, and we are here to give our list for the best of of the year. And I'm super excited. Um, before we jump in, don't forget the Wrestle Buzz Podcast Network. Is all over your podcast feed, wherever you get podcasts from. Uh, we have three major shows that go on there. Of course, we have our flagship show, the Wrestling Journal Podcast, which, of course, we got a couple of the cats in the Wrestling Journal Podcast on the show today. Uh, we have my show from the Top Rope Podcast. And, of course, we have the host of Project Kayfabe here with us today, too. Three podcasts to include bonus podcasts, uh, whether it be preview or review shows, or anything like that, or including this show, some bonus shows, or a mega show of the year right here, and I'm excited to be here. Uh, but before we jump in and we start really talking about all the, the good stuff and the bad stuff that happened this year in professional wrestling, let's go around the room and have our panel introduce themselves. Joseph Crush, what's up, man? Hey, dude, what's going on? It feels weird not to uh, not to be running a show here, so I appreciate you doing this, man. Put some hard work yeah. into this. It feels it, it feels weird being on this side of it too, because you're the you're the godfather here yeah. of the podcast, and we appreciate. All it. right, <laughs> thanks. Bro. Bad news, Canelli. Tom Canelli, what's up, man? What's going on, everyone? Good to be here, and looking looking forward to this. Oh, this is going to be fun. I can't wait too. And uh, the host of Project Kayfabe, Joe. What's up, man? Nothing much. I mean, happy holidays to all you boys and girls out there, and you know, just happy to be here and. It's gonna be a fun time. This is gonna be get a like whole collective group of characters that'll just make it very interesting. <laughs> oh yes, absolutely. And of course, the man, the myth, the legend, the creator, the CEO, the man of Paper Champion. How you doing tonight, Eric? How you doing? Feeling uh, feeling a little CM Punkish right now at the moment, but I'm happy to be uh, <laughs> sitting here with the other five heads of the Paper Wrestle Buzz championship network uh how's everybody doing this evening 
Hope everybody had uh, some good holidays recently. We had, uh, of course, Thanksgiving and all that jazz. So I hope everybody had a good holiday if you celebrate that. And of course, the Bro, holidays are go, very exciting. So happy to be here. Go Thank you for having punk, me along for this one, man. If you're going to go see him punk, I expect some muffins in your lap right now. Okay. I expect and a little bit more blood. <laughs> yeah. on your lips, okay? Bro. Bro. <laughs> what was it? You know, Cindy's I, muffins? I, I, Cindy's muffins <laughs> in Chicago. What the fuck it was? <laughs> I score a bunch of scorecards for a bunch of children. <laughs> well, guys, all right, man. So, like I said, we are here to talk about our best of the year award. So, um, I'm going to run down and I'm going to try to explain the rules of how we're going to do this today. All right. So, basically, what we've done is I've put it out to the podcast panel here. And just to kind of throw an asterisk out there, we do have one of our panel, panel members missing uh nj3 is out and uh, i have his list so i will be filling in for him and i'll be uh, listening his stuff too so his vote matters here too um and what we're going to do is each one of the panel members has come up with the top five for each one of their categories and they're gonna we're going to go around the room and they're going to list off their top five and why they picked those five and uh, i'm gonna put it into my uh, spreadsheet here and when we're at the end of the show uh, or close to the end of the show, I'm going to put it all together. And the we're basically going to pick the top three out of all of the stuff that everybody says. And then what we're going to do is we're going to come back and uh, we're going to all vote on those top three. And uh, those top three will turn into one. And those will be the WrestleBuzz Podcast Network Best of the Year Awards. Um, real quick, before we go in, I'm going to tell you the categories that we're working with here tonight. All right. We've got Moment of the Year debut of the year return of the year female wrestler of the year i like saying of the year by the way male wrestler of the year pay-per-view premium live event of the year shock of the year and finally of course the best for last match of the year so guys any questions y'all feel good y'all ready to get the debate on i can't wait to hear what you guys got to say you guys good hell yeah oh yeah hell yeah <laughs> I appreciate the delay. I love it. Internet stuff. All right. So what we're going to do is we're going to start off with moment of the year and everybody to um, include myself has a say in this. And we're going to stop off, start off with the godfather of the WrestleBuzz podcast network. We're going to do moment of the year. Joseph crush. What do you got for your top five moments of the year? All right. So, uh, so five, I want to go five to one, right? So five, I have, uh at SummerSlam, Brock Lesnar lifting the ring uh during the, the match during well, with Roman Reigns. I think that like moment in itself was just something we've never seen before. And uh including Roman taking that bump too. I thought that the whole thing in general, the site, the 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 moment itself was actually uh insane. Um number four, a more current one that we just saw, and it's kind of what to find like almost like what pro wrestling is for me and like the build up to it was when uh, uh Sami Zayn hugged Jey Uso at Survivor Series. I thought that was like a, a great moment. I felt it. I reacted by myself at home. So I think that kind of uh made that moment like that much better. Uh Stone Cold at WrestleMania just being at WrestleMania, having a match at WrestleMania was a moment for me growing up being such a big stone cold fan th during the attitude era th for thought forever that he was done would never go again um i think that was a very special moment and have that at number three so we've we kind of me and you, you we were talking before we got on and like the the, the gray area between 
uh, debuts and matches and moments and stuff like that kind of got harried. But honestly, Bray, like the the White Rabbit Bray stuff and then the debut, like that was a moment for me. And even though it was technically a debut or a return, we should say, I still have it as a moment. So that whole the White Rabbit to Bray uh, return is uh, number two for me. And then honestly, even though Bray's my guy, Cody being at Mania was uh, number one for me. And that's solely because of where he came from and so soon. So like I, it, it wasn't an, an impossible thought, but the fact that it did happen for a guy from AEW came to WWE, I think that that was the number one moment for me this year. No, absolutely. Those are all fantastic. And I'm going to go ahead and go next. Cause I got a couple of them that line up with yours. Um, so mm. I don't have a specific order. These are just my five that I got. All right. Uh, Triple H takes over WWE. I mean, huge moment in wrestling, right? Because we've been talking, I think I've been listening to podcasts for years uh, all over the spectrum of the internet. And everyone's talking about Vince McMahon needs to go, Triple H needs to come in. Uh, so that was a huge moment. Um, and on top of that too, I put Tony Khan by his ROH. That was a big deal too, because ROH was going down the, the toilet, was thought to be gone. And then boom, Tony Khan brings it back. Um, you can debate on whether or not he's done anything really with it, but the moment he bought it, I thought was a big deal. Um, I put that Roman winning both titles at WrestleMania was a big deal. That's one of my moments of the year, him, because he's been walking around with both those titles ever since. And we've had debates either on your podcast, the wrestling journal, project kayfabe special podcast. We've talked about how are we going to split the belts and he still got them. So him winning both those belts was a big deal to me. And, uh, I also went with the white rabbit. Uh, combined with Ray returning. Um, I mean, if you want to talk about a viral marketing campaign, uh, the White Rabbit teases was that was phenomenal. Like the way they played it and the way they played off the fans, uh, second only to the whole CM Punk stuff that happened last year. And uh, I also put uh, Brock Lift in the ring at SummerSlam. I remember verbally making a noise at my TV watching SummerSlam when that mm -hmm. ring went up in the air. And of course, uh, Roman Reigns selling it like a boss too but yeah those are my top five uh let's see we're gonna jump over now let's talk to bad news Tom Canale what do you got man uh so I'll go you know five to one number five I got triple like you Gert, uh triple H taking over because you know we wanted that for so long and it finally happened on the you know not the best circumstances but hey it happened so I have that for number five Number four, I got, you know, ever since they went to AEW, FTR, there was always, you know, them and the Young Bucks, them and the Young Bucks, and finally got that match. I forgot when it was, but, you know, it finally happened, and it's probably one of my favorite matches in AEW, like, ever. So that, that was number four. Number three, growing up in the Attitude Era like Joey, Stone Cold at WrestleMania. I mean, come on. It was so 19 years since his last match, and, you know, him and KO put on, you know, a decent enough match. You know, you know he's not going to be the same he was, but, you know, for – Guy who hasn't wrestled in 19 years, he did a great job with it. Uh, number two, Cody wrestling Hell in a Cell with a torn pec. I mean, when he took off his jacket, you saw that, his chest. I mean, I'm like, how the hell is he going to wrestle like this? And, man, he put on a hell of a match for him and Seth. I mean, Seth definitely helped out, obviously. But, man, and for him to win it, too, was really cool. And I know one moment, if you listen to the podcast with me and Joey, you know what my guy is, seeing Bray come back at Extreme Rules. Remember watching it live with Joey and 
Yeah, NJ3 and just it was so good, man. I was so happy to see him back. And the way they did it with everyone in the crowd, all his characters and seeing the fun house again and him coming through the door again and just hearing the crowd just go nuts. Just my number one moment of the year for me. I guess I should hit unmute. There we go. Absolutely fantastic choices. Uh, 100%. Yeah, I can't. I, I, listen, I'm, I don't know what I'm doing here. Uh, let's go to Joe at Project Kayfabe, man. What are your top five moments of the year? All right, yeah. Uh, I kind of have it. You know, I'll go from five to one for me. Uh, I do have, have uh, Sami Zayn officially being a part, part of the bloodline, you know, basically being accepted at War Games. That was, that was an all-timer moment. Just like we talked about it in our preview show for War Games. I'm like, I want to see a photo, like, of all of them together, united, and we got it. So I was happy about that. Uh, another one that's kind of more recent, Logan Paul's Frog Splash at Crown Jewel. That was, like, I remember watching it. I went to a wrestling bar to go see that in the city. And it was just the, the whole place was electric for it. And obviously the entire crowd was. And look how many views it got on YouTube and every social media platform out there. So I put that there. Uh, I also have Stone Cold having a match at Mania just because, like, no one thought this was going to happen. And then, like, they played around with the idea. And then it actually happened. The guy who's, like, who I've seen, I've heard him even say, I don't even have the wrestling bug anymore. Yet he came back for a match and may or may not come back for another one. So there's that. Uh, I also put moment of the year, Austin Theory failed cashing, because what the hell? No one thought that, like, you know, with him and Roman being a champion right now, and him with the briefcase, we're like, all right, how are they going to make this work? What are they going to do? Would they ever take it off of Roman to put it on Austin Theory? But instead, he cashes in on an open challenge and still loses, and it was for a U.S. title? Oh, geez. But, yeah, my number one, my guy, Cody Rhodes, WrestleMania return, just because, yeah, kind of similar to what Joseph said. Uh, how the hell did he go from AEW to WWE after all the things he did in w in AEW, you know, the throne, everyone knows and talks about the throne that he broke and he still came here and had an incredible run. It was short. He'll be back, but it was incredible. Just to, you know, that moment that, you know, when you hear wrestling has more than one Royal family and the crowd went crazy. That for me is all time for this year. You know, and actually, the the rumor too. I I I I'm heavy on the the internet right now with uh, Stone Cold coming back to WrestleMania. Are you guys tracking the Stone Cold uh, CM Punk rumor at WrestleMania? Please let that happen. <laughs> Please let that happen. Yeah, right? so, Listen, <laughs> shut up. I would be there. I'm, I'm paying whatever money, and I'll be there. All right, fantastic choices. Appreciate it. All right, uh, the CEO of Paper Champion, Eric. What do you got, man? So when you had asked about moment of the year, I tried to, this was, we were blessed as wrestling fans because we had so many great returns this year that made for great moments. So I tried to separate the returns from the moments when I comprised the top five and tried to just give those other moments that weren't really returns. I'll grant that I do have about two three there are still i think three or four returns on my top five <laughs> it was just so hard because there are so many great ones that we got this year these are in no particular order um but i'm gonna start here with claudio at number five claudio cassioli debuting at number four as the fourth man in the forbidden door uh fatal four-way i thought that was huge he won the matchup um it was something obviously we all kind of knew going into it 
but it still, I don't think, took away from the fact that it was just a huge moment. He won. He got his, his nice time to shine. And there was that little glimmer and hope that maybe he's going to be treated right in a company that, you know, should be treating him right. Um, at number four, I have Bailey's SummerSlam return with EO and Dakota. Uh, I have them in here because that, you know, I was hoping it would be the kind of turning point in the women's division that the women's division has kind of been thriving for at the moment. And it absolutely was seeing all three of them return. A very oddball faction at first, but it's grown to really fit. And I think they're all doing the occasional SmackDown appearances. Um Number three, I've got CM Punk's media conference because I feel this is the most trying to think of the right words here, but it's almost like an octopus of news where the head of it was this media conference and there were nine that, well, I guess in this case, eight tentacles of just different side stories that were coming out between the backstage brawl, people biting each other, dogs losing their teeth. It's like chaos in the streets. I mean, nuts, maybe not a great moment in professional wrestling this year, but definitely one that was news uh, newsworthy uh, overall. Uh, like everybody else, number two, Stone Cold's return at WrestleMania. I mean, how do you not? I think it, everybody's kind of wrapped up saying exactly what every long-term wrestling thing felt in that moment when Austin and KO, you know, Oh, uh, got it on, I should say. Um, and then I have a number one here, and obviously it's not my number one, but MJF's return at All Out. Uh, I've got that one on there. Just simply, I'll be honest, it's probably AEW's biggest return this year. Um, I can't really think of two other than the, the elite from the uh, from the media conference, and I guess Kenny's surprise return too as well was pretty big up. MJF you know, obviously with the run he went on after his return, it's a big moment there. Absolutely. All fantastic moments. And the, the, oh, I don't think we're going to, last time we're going to talk about MJF. We're about to talk about MJF a lot tonight. I think um, real quick before I tell you, <laughs> I put in the, the gonculator to figure out who our top three uh, or top three moments are. I'm going to give uh, MJ three, his moments. Uh, he also said Cody Rhodes coming back at WrestleMania um, emphasis on the fact that he was from AEW, like the the king over there at AEW coming over to WWE. Uh, CM Punk returning after injury. Uh, of course, all the White Rabbit, uh, Bray Wyatt stuff. Um, MJF winning the title. And of course, um, like most of us, Stone Cold uh, Wrestling at WrestleMania. All right. So I've punched in all of our stuff and figured out who uh, or what moments are our top three moments. And we have three clear uh, winners here for the top three moments. And just to give the listeners an idea, everybody's moment basically counts as one vote. Obviously, if multiple people have um, the same person, then they get more than one vote. And uh, what I did too is some of uh, some, some people had different variations, uh, whether it be the uh, the teases for uh, Bray Wyatt or Stone Cold Wrestling or Stone Cold Returning, whatever it might be. I kind of merged them all together. So here are our top three that we will vote on later for moment of the year. We have the Bray Wyatt White Rabbit teases, so Bray Wyatt's return. We have, of course, Cody Rhodes leaving AEW to come to WWE at WrestleMania. And, of course, I think everyone can agree, Stone Cold uh, returning after 19 years, I think it was, uh, to wrestle at WrestleMania. 
So those will be our top three. We'll come back later and we'll do a final vote to figure out which one of those moments were the moment of the year. So we're going to go to our next category. We got debut of the year. Let's start with Joe from Project Kayfabe. Debut of the year. All right, debut of the year. So I do have my five. Let me just find that real quick. Okay, so um, kind of like in the same order of like, you know, from five to one. Um, and, you know, I was trying to have tr- – I was having a little trouble trying to think of the most memorable ones. So I will say the ones on the bottom are a little not as memorable, but still at the same time they all fit into it. So I gave Ezekiel a debut of the year just because who would have thought they would have a character – that's literally the same man, or apparently not, pretend to be his brother. And they have this uh, incredible angle of it. I thought it was very entertaining. You know, it's one of those things where it's like definitely from the Vince era of before, you know, everything switched off. But I was like, I don't mind this. Like, it, at first, I was like, what the hell is this? And then it really started getting with me. And, you know, I'm very happy to see, especially when they did the whole, like, brought back Elias for a hot second. He had the fake beard glued on him. It was great. Um, another debut. I think this one is pretty big just because, like, who, who would have thought this would have happened? Or who would think we'd be in this? But Logan Paul, WrestleMania debut, uh, just because, I mean, dude can go in the ring. I mean, that alone is, like, just, it sold me. And he put in the work in each match he's had since. And then on top of that, he is, like, I understand why they would want Logan Paul because he's a polarizing character. So many people follow him. Many people hate him apparently many people love him but it's good for business because you're getting the eyes on there and he's actually good at you know having a match he's with roman whether it's ray the miz i mean it's somehow working out so i put that as one of the debuts uh solo sokoa his debut at clash of the castle was pretty cool i give it to that just because sure he's been with nxt for a bit and then he you know he just randomly popped up and you know he's a part of the bloodline now as he's the enforcer but he's doing a great job at that so I'm going to give it to Solo Sokoa just because the impact has been really great. He hasn't looked bad since he's been a part of NXT and then even going to, you know, the main roster. So I like that. Uh, I'm going to give another one to Soraya. Or is it Soraya? I don't even know how to pronounce it sometimes. They confuse it all the time, too. It's like Taz and Excalibur out here. But her debuting at Grand Slam just popping up, that was crazy. A bunch of us were there for it. And just, I, you know, at this point, at the time when she came, uh, to AEW, I kind of forgot that there were still like potentially big people that could still show up at AEW with everyone that's already been there. Now with so many people going back to WWE, I almost forgot she was in play. So I put it that, and then uh, debuted of the year, but maybe it's like return. But you know, you know what? I'll give it as a debut. I put Cody Rhodes at WrestleMania because he because like I don't know, like I, I kind of got confused with the mix. But I'm gonna give it to Cody for all the other reasons I said, just because he came back. He he debuted, I guess, at WrestleMania as a new Cody Rhodes, not the same Cody Rhodes we ever had before. It's a completely different guy in a way. So I'll give it to that. Put him in there. No, Cody Rhodes was absolutely a debut, and I think uh, we'll we'll hear his name a few more times tonight. Uh, bad news, Tom Canale. What do you got, man, for your debut of the year? Debut. Number five, I got Claudio. Because, I, you know, obviously – when he left WWE, then we figured he was going to go to AEW, and then sure enough, he showed up. So he's number five for me. Number four, I'm going to go Soraya, Soraya, wherever her name is. I mean, it was I was watching that on TV, and the pop when she came out, I mean, it was freaking nuts. I was like, good to see her back, and, you know, finally get to see her wrestle after so many years away. They didn't think she could go anymore, but, you know, AEW is cleared her, so that's cool. 
Number three, I'm going to go Tony Storm. She had a good run down NXT, and then obviously went up to the main roster, and we saw what happened there, unfortunately. And then obviously she went to AEW, and she I felt like she's done so much better there. You know, she's a champion, and obviously dropped weeks but that was a big that was a big debut for me number two keith lee another awesome running nxt goes to the main roster becomes absolute shit unfortunately goes to aw and i mean yeah he's with the tag team with swerve but obviously that looks like it's ending but i mean it's cool you know they won the tag titles for a little bit had a little bit of a run with that so that was cool and number one, like everyone else, Cody showing up in WrestleMania. I mean, like we all said, when they go to AEW, all the stuff he did to debut at WrestleMania, to go against Seth at that point was just awesome. I mean, it was the worst kept secret in the world he was showing up, but still, when he came out, the music, his entrance, the whole thing was just awesome to see. So, number one debut for me of this year. I mean, I still go back and I watch the Cody Rose debuting at, at WrestleMania because I mean, just to be in that crowd would have been amazing. And the, the pop was great. The vibe was great. It was perfect. And I mean, we'll transition into, to me, I'll give you my top five. And of course I don't have any particular order though. Uh, Cody Rhodes. Absolutely. I'm just going to echo everything that you guys said. Cody Rhodes uh, debuting at uh, WrestleMania was awesome. Um, I also picked Claudio. Um, I thought him coming up into the the match at Forbidden Door, and then obviously going into uh, Blood and Guts. Um, you know, big fan of him in WWE. Obviously, Vince McMahon didn't see him that way, and him going over the AEW slash ROH uh, has been phenomenal. He's just a, a – him in the Blackpool Combat Club has been awesome too. I feel like that just picked his vibe perfectly. Um, I will go down I'll say Ava Rain just because she's The Rock's daughter. I'm just, that was a big moment. We're just going to go with that. I thought that was a big deal. Um, I'm on the solo Sokoa train too. Um, not only his debut at Clash of the Castle, um, but also the, just what's happened to him since. I mean, that dude went from being just a person in that performance center down at NXT to being the enforcer of the bloodline. And I mean, if you want to talk about rookie of the year too, if we had a rookie of the rookie of the year category, solo Sokoa is definitely it. And, um, um, I also picked Lo- I picked uh, Logan Paul uh, because, uh, damn, three matches this year, get out of town. And his Mania match was awesome, but then to lead into his Roman Reigns match at Crown Jewel was absolutely phenomenal. So I went with Logan Paul. Um, all right, uh, let's go down to – let's go to Joseph Crush. What you got, man? All right. Um, my bad. I was, my list was down. So I went uh, – first of all, I – my memory is shit, by the way. I'm like, I was, when you said Keith Lee before Tom, I'm like, wait, that was this year? I could have swore it was before that. And then I looked up, like, oh shit, it was. I had no idea. Um, so I had to look up a couple people just to make sure. Um, but I think my number five was Regal. And I think, I believe that was early on in the year. I think that was a huge, just the get alone for AEW, for getting Regal. Granted, he's back, he's going back to WWE now, but, um, and starting the Blackpool Combat Club, I think that everything just like was cool. It was it, like and seeing Regal on TV in that role again was awesome. Uh, but the get alone for Tony to bring Regal over, uh, a shame he got released in the first place. It's a it's a, a lot of the sentiment behind like going from a WWE to AEW is like it's a shame they got released, right? So, uh, but great, it was it was cool uh, to see him on AEW TV. Four, I also went Ava Rain, like you, Gurge. Uh, Again, for the aspect alone, she's the Rock's daughter. We knew she was in develop. We knew she was like in NXT and signed to NXT, but just we had no idea what she was going to take part in. And the fact that she aligned herself with Gacy and the group, um, I think 
was different. She's clearly trying to form her own path away from the rock's name. So I'm all about Ava Rain in that aspect. Number three was solo to the main roster. Same like you guys said. Uh, and he's killing it right now. So there's no question about that. Soraya at number two. Again, we were there live for it. It was badass. Uh, and her not wrestling in, what was it, seven years or whatever it was? I forgot it was seven, nine years. Um, it's just the fact that she was back, similar to Daniel Bryan, similar to Edge. Great story. Great debut. Great get for AEW. And then number one, Cody. It's the third time we've said it already. So, like, you know the deal. Uh that's that, that was number one for me yeah cody oh god i don't want to rant on more about uh cody but uh i actually this might be the really cody re- the cody uh lush podcast <laughs> it might be a little bit it might be a little bit but um i actually had william regal on my list and i ended up swapping him out for logan paul but yeah that william regal pop i was there for a live eric you were there for a live we because the way they did it too was he just kind of walked in. He didn't walk in from the ramp. I think he walked in from the side of the ramp. And it was just one of those things where the crowd saw it before the, the side, camera. Yeah. And it was just absolutely amazing. So yeah, shout out to that William Regal pick. That's awesome. Um, all right, Eric, we'll toss it over to you. What do you got, man, for de- uh, debut of the year? So spoiler alert, I don't have code, Ooh. but I do have five dynamite debuts. Um, I didn't solo Soko was a great, but I watched so much NXT that the transition from him to main roster, probably the most seamless and flawless one we've had in a long time, because I literally almost that I was watching him on two different shows for a minute. The character transition was exactly the same enforcer, badass, top notch, but I didn't include it here because it literally slipped my mind. Um, I did include these gentlemen though, Samoa Joe's debut on dynamite. Uh, after so long of seeing him, all of us in WWE and NXT for those last couple of years since he left basically anything that wasn't under the WWE umbrella, I think I, I can speak for myself. We've I've been looking for the days of the old Samoa Joe to have those kinds of matches again and be that type of enforcer that he was. And granted, you know, health conditions and all that as it is have held him back. But coming into AEW, I thought, nice, this could potentially be the Joe that we've been missing the last five or so years. Um, And it actually looks like that's what we're getting now that's playing to fruition. Um, So that to me was big. I hope this guy's feeling better and doing better in his life. But Jeff Hardy is at number four for me. Uh, His debut on Dynamite earlier in the spring, I thought was huge. I thought this was going to be another opportunity uh, um, for Jeff to just continue to prove his legacy within professional wrestling, especially on, you know, AEW, just the dream tag team matches in that incredible tag team division. Even though obviously the age thing would have been a bit of a hindrance, it would have just been amazing to see the Young Bucks in more matches against, you know, FTR, Young Bucks, all these other, you know, great teams that are out there, pride and powerful. So um, Jeff Hardy was my number four. Excuse me for that there. Hit my mic. Uh, Number three was Keith Lee. Keith Lee's debut, of course, earlier in the year as well. Kind of goes hand in hand with like the Cesaro pick or Claudio, I should say, where you know, these were guys that unfortunately didn't, the common cliche, I guess, with all of us wrestling fans, they weren't used properly in their previous locations. And now, you know, that that thrust into a whole fresh new company, you know, especially someone like Keith Lee. I mean, this is a guy that has world championship material just oozing out of his pores. So just to see him in AEW and 
you know, hopefully the whole situation with him and Swerve is leading to a, a solid singles run for him. Um, number two, I have a surprising one, I think, because I forgot it happened this year until I was doing research for this pick. And it's Brody King joining Malachi Black uh, on Dynamite. It happened at the very, very beginning of the year. I think like literally like January 6th or something like that, you know. So um, I thought that was fantastic. Kind of like the Jeff Hardy pick. I thought we were going to be leading to more and better not more really but better but more and better especially for malachi uh unfortunately i didn't go as planned the first time around hopefully now we get to see whatever grand plan that malachi maybe was looking to do the first time around uh and especially with brody king he i didn't watch too much of his work prior to AEW, but everything he's done since has been just lights out fantastic for me um, and number one this year, and I think it's honestly number one all around, is William Regal's debut, mainly because, Gurge, you and I were there. So to hear the pop, to, to honestly look and be like, who the fuck is that? Oh, my God, that's William Regal. And just a simple act of, you know, uniting Mox and Daniel Bryan was just, I mean, really a, one of those wrestling moments you're kind of happy you were there for. Well, absolutely. Whenever Regal came out, he just slapped the shit out of both uh, Brian and Moxley. Like, mm-hmm. that was awesome. Like, that was just an awesome moment because it was confusing as hell. Like, nobody, like, wait a minute. Who, William Regal, the <laughs> badass himself, Moxley, just slapping him around? All right. So here we go. I got MJ3's picks uh, for debut of the year. He put Braun Breaker. I think Braun Breaker was last year, though, but I'll give him credit for it. Uh, the debut of the Judgment Day. Um, he's also on the Solo Sokoa train. Uh, the real Carrying Cross, because all Carrying Cross uh, iterations before that mm. were fake. And, uh, of course, Soraya Soraya, just like um, well, a lot of people. So I've put it into the old gonculator here at the WrestleBuzz Podcast Network, and I have come up with the top three, a solid top three, no debates needed. And I think you guys already know where this is going. Of course, we won't shut up talking about Cody Rose today. Cody Rose's debut at WrestleMania, uh, Sola Sokoa's debut at Clash of the Castle, and, of course, Soraya's debut at AEW Dynamite Grand Slam those are your top three deb- uh, debates, almost said debates, debuts of the year. Next category we're going to move on to is return of the year. Obviously, the rules for this one was the person had to be gone for at least three months. All right. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to kick this one off for my returns of the year. And one name we probably are going to hear a few times today, Bray Wyatt. Obviously, we've talked about him a little bit already with the White Rabbit teases and all that fun stuff. But um, Extreme Rules was an okay pay-per-view, and his debut at the end made it a damn amazing pay-per-view. There could be another heavy debate if uh, WWE has done him right ever since then, but that debut was awesome. Bray Wyatt, uh, or excuse me, the the return was awesome. Uh, MJF, his return at All Out was absolutely phenomenal. Um, it was a little weird with the, the firm getting involved there in the ladder match, but, um, him playing the clip of CM Punk at the end of all out. And, uh, and then of course him walking out and that whole stuff and Rolling Stones music and all that fun stuff. MJF's return at all out was awesome. Um, I put damage control at SummerSlam. Uh, so incorporating all of Bailey, uh, EO and Dakota. Uh, I mean, it was cool because Bailey had been gone for so long. If you guys remember, Bailey had never seen the fans, she had uh, she got injured right before they went back out on the road, 
So she had never seen fans. Uh, so that was her first time uh, being in front of fans. So I thought that was awesome. Um, I put Ronda Rousey. You can debate whether or not she's had uh, a good run since she returned at the Rumble. But um, I popped hard at the Rumble when she came out. Um, and I was happy that she won at the time. Like I said, different debate if it's gone right since then. But the pop and the return itself was awesome. <clears throat> and uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin returning at Mania for a wrestling match. Of course, I put that down. Um, it was awesome. Uh, I think they probably could have done a better job of leading into it. And then it just being a surprise match at the end. But, uh, the fact that he returned at mania to wrestle was absolutely phenomenal. All right, let's turn it. Oh shit. I just knocked my phone. Let's turn it over to bad news. Canale. What do you got, man, for return of the year? Turn of the year. Well, number one, it's not going to be a shot, but whatever. We'll get there. Uh, number five, I got Dakota coming back at SummerSlam. Always liked her when she was down in NXT, and then unfortunately she got released. And for her to come back with Bailey and EO was very cool. So I have that as number five. Number four, I know a lot of people don't like this guy, and they have good reason a guy likes to shoot off of the mouth on Twitter. But I've always liked Braun. I thought when he came back, I thought that was cool to see him back. I was, I thought it was an odd release when they did it. So when they brought him back, that was very cool. I don't know if they've done so much good with him since he's been back, but whatever. That was number four. Number three, Johnny Wrestling. That was a shock because what are they up in Toronto, I think? And all of a sudden, his music hit. I was like, oh, shit. Like, no one knew he was coming <laughs> that day. No one. None of the dirt sheets, nothing. I was like, oh, okay. This is very cool. So I have a number three. Number two, guy I thought should never got released, him and his girl, Carrying Cross, from the horrible – the debut he had on Raw when he lost to Jeff Hardy and all that, that was just horrible. Now we got the real carrying cross. So, you know, it's very cool to see him and everything. And number one, like I said, no shock, Bray Wyatt coming back. Yeah, I think we're going to talk about Bray Wyatt a lot tonight, too. We're going to kick it over, get a little bit uh, wild with it. Eric, what do you got for your return of the year? Okay, so, I mean, there were so many. Like I was saying earlier, there were so many great returns they use this year we were all spoiled um and thank god triple h has taken over all of my returns come from the triple h error uh actually i lied except for one two uh i'm gonna start it off becky lynch's return at uh on smackdown recently i know it was leaked a couple of days beforehand or like a week beforehand but even with the leaks, I was very in denial that this was going to happen. And the fact that it happened, I mean, let's be frank, this is, in my opinion, the top women's wrestler in the world returning um, in the War Games matchup, especially that next night. I thought that was fantastic. Uh, number four, Soraya's return to the ring. Um Another moment kind of similar to your Edges and your Daniel Bryans. I know it's a little cliche to say, but... I never thought she would ever wrestle inside of any ring ever again. Um, so I thought that was a great moment. You kind, kind of could feel the emotions going on, not just with every promo leading to the matchup, but in the matchup uh, itself. Uh, number three, Johnny Wrestling. I'm right there with you, uh, Tom. Johnny Wrestling's return, uh, I thought was just fantastic. I love Johnny. I bet him personally. He's the nicest nicest angel of a man uh number two this is the top two guys i think of all of this category number two cody rhodes at wrestlemania it's the only time i put him on the list because i wanted to save it for this special little moment the return of the year i mean 
everybody said everything that they could here, but to see him return, and I'm a sucker for details, so to see him return, the music, and the attire, and the logo, and it's almost the same, everything we got at AEW, we got there and in WWE, and on the biggest stage of, all, of them all, and with probably the best all-around performer that WWE has today in Seth Rollins, just I mean, I'm already, I'm still getting goosebumps over it. Uh, and number one, Bray Wyatt's return. I mean, we all kind of saw the writing on the wall with all of the vignettes and all of the puzzles and figuring everything out and the viral marketing campaign that they put forth with it. But it still did not take away from the fact that this was by far the best fucking return, maybe of the last like five years. Period. I mean, yeah, no, you're spot on. And I and I can't wait till we get to match of the year. Wait till we get to match of the year. I can't wait to talk about match of the year because I think Cody Rhodes is going to pop up a few times on match of the year. Joseph Crush, what do you got for return of the year, my man? All right, cool. Um, a lot of similar ones here. Dakota and EO at five. I think more or less for them, obviously, coming back to the company. Oh, EO, was she, I don't even know if she technically was gone. Was she gone? I don't know. Whatever. Stay like that moment, Dakota, EO, Bailey. Um, but I think that was like the first, uh, nail from triple H, right? I think that he was just starting to take over. That was his first big thing. So that, that was one of the main reasons why they're there for me. Uh, number four was Johnny wrestling again, wasn't expecting him. Nothing really broke that day about it. You, it's hard to like get a, a surprise without the dirt sheets really rumbling about it. So to see him pop up fucking amazing, not and uh, you kind of knew once triple H took over, he was going to come back anyway, just a matter of when. Number three was Karrion. I mean, we all know the deal. Uh, we didn't want a gladiator. I was glad he left for that reason, or they released him, and then he came back, the true form of what we should see him as, with Scarlet as well. So, oh, Karrion was number three. Two, uh, Stone Cold. I mean, my f- top three favorite wrestler of all time. To see him wrestle again, again, we mentioned it before, it was fucking amazing, and hopefully he comes back again this year. And then number one's Bray. Uh, I think the common thread there, but uh, like like Eric said, the the lead up to it, uh, the white the white rabbit stuff, it's like one of a kind in returns. They really put a lot of effort into it. And you said the the best return in the past five years. I'm gonna say ever, and that's a that's a biased statement of mine because I love the guy. I think the effort put it put into it. We all knew it was him, right? But there's still some little bit of doubt, and that pop he still got, the the appreciation he got from the fans, everything built into one. My favorite return ever. So there's that. It's a bold well, statement, I, Cotton. Well, I don't <laughs> think it's a bold statement at all. I mean, the the White Rabbit stuff. I mean, is one of those things that you knew it was Bray, but you didn't know it was Bray at the same time because WWE had kind of just screwed us with this type of stuff before. So the fact that Bray was given so much creative Very freedom true. and all that fun stuff, like, and then, oh, I, I mean, I can mark out on the, the white rabbit stuff. That's definitely one of the best things mm-hmm. that's ever happened in WWE, at least in the last 20 years uh, was the, the white rabbit stuff. And obviously Bray's <laughs> return. Uh, Joe, what do you got for return of the year? Okay. Um, I do want to apologize. because Unfortunately, I didn't put Bray cause it slipped my mind. So I know Joey, <laughs> Tom, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, guys. It would have been on there. If I could have done like a substitute on the fly, I would have changed, but I do have a list. So 
the ones I did go with, I went with MJF just because like it was about time we needed MJF to come back and it was done so well. It sucks. Like, you know, I mean, it even worked in his favor as he was talking crap, like saying like the, his return got overshadowed by a fucking media scrub, but it was a great return nonetheless. And that was awesome. Uh, I put Kenny Omega returning at Dynamite as the as the Bucks' mysterious partner because you know we all had a feeling it was probably going to be Kenny who's gone for almost a year and just it was great to have Kenny Omega back because there was a short time or many times throughout AEW this year it's like AEW is doing great but it's like you miss the Kenny Omegas you miss the Punk you miss the Adam Cole and then we finally got Kenny Omega related to that and also maybe just a little bit biased because I was there but then the return of the Elite even though. This does kind of mess around with the timeline, but the return of the elite at full gear, just because everyone was waiting for it, everyone wanted it. And then when they announced it was going to happen, that just felt so nice to see it. I put Johnny Gargano on here too, for the same reason everyone else said, no one thought it was going to happen the way they did it. And it happened. So it was great to see everyone thought he was going to be, you know, going to uh, all elite wrestling, but then they got Johnny elite instead. And everyone's going crazy on Twitter because it was not the right Johnny, but still cool. Uh, and then I also got Bailey, EO, and Dakota. I was at a bar for this one when it happened. And just the pop alone from when Bailey came out, who was almost out for an entire year, just to then follow up with them, like you get EO Sky coming out. And then you're like, all right, those two people. And then wait, it's continuing. Then you get Dakota Kai. Like just the fact that it was nonstop, one, two, three. It just, it was cool. That was like, you're expecting, I was expecting Sasha Banks and Naomi to almost pop out too. But you're like, you know, what we got there, that was awesome. Don't want to be greedy. So. Those are my returns. No, the um, don't feel bad for picking Bray. I think you're. I think Bray's going to be just fine on this list. Um, <laughs> I got MJ. <laughs> I got MJ three's picks uh, on this list. Uh, let's see where was that. All right, so MJ three he picks CM Punk returning, of course, uh, from injury. Um, he picked Stone Cold as well. Uh, damage control at SummerSlam, of course, he picked Bray, and he also picked Johnny Gargano. So. Uh, we have a solid top three here as I crunch the numbers in the WrestleBuzz uh, spreadsheet here. And our top three for return of the year. Um, is it Bray Wyatt? Oh, yes, yeah, definitely Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt is definitely on the list. Uh, so a bunch of people said different variations of it. So I kind of merged them all together for damage control, just damage control in general at SummerSlam. And, uh, and to me, with a personal surprise, uh, Johnny Gargano. So we got Johnny Gargano, damage control, and Bray Wyatt. Uh, top three nominees for return of the year. All right, now we're going to get into the juice. Um, even even though I think I know how this one's going to go, but we're going to see female wrestler of the year. Uh, Joe, I know you just went, but go ahead and go again. Who do you got for female wrestler of the year? Yeah, I, I got you. Um, it took me a second just to think about some of these, but, you know, I put Liv Morgan on here just because Liv Morgan, everyone wanted Liv Morgan to finally, you know, go over and get some good momentum and do something about it. And she won the money in the bank and she won the title. She had it for a bit. And, you know, so far I'd say, you know, she had a lot of momentum this year. Very happy to see, like, maybe, like, if there was a most improved category, maybe she'd fit that too just because, like, one of those people where everyone's like, all right, when are they going to put the belt on or when are they going to do something? And they did. Uh, female wrestler, yeah, I feel like it fits the category. She has to be on the category, even though I'm not too impressed with her entering stuff, but I do give it to you. I respect the game and she is electric. I just wish she could have better matches and it's Jade Cargill. 
because I think Jade's amazing. I'm a big stand for Jade, but it's just watching her in the ring. It doesn't do it for me still, but she's growing, but she has everything else down packed for the most part. So I got to put her there. Another AEW star, you got Jamie Hayter on there just because everyone was about Jamie Hayter in the last, since she's been a part of AEW and then being involved with Britt Baker and all that. Everyone's been waiting for her to have her moment, and she finally did. It was cool to see it at full gear, and just I expect a lot coming from her. So this was a great year for her, and I think next year will probably be even better. Uh, number two, you know, I never thought one day I'd be saying this, because not because they're bad, just because I never thought she'd have the opportunity, but Mandy Rose, 411 days as your NXT Women's Champion. So never in a million years would I have thought that would have happened, but it's happened, and it's happening. And Mandy Rose is doing it. I mean, props to her. The reign of terror continues. Um, so I'm happy about that. And then uh, my number one pick for this, even though everyone in here is great, happy about these decisions, Bianca Belair. Just because Bianca Belair is always fucking killing it. She is doing what she needs to do, having WrestleMania moments, having great match moments. You know, I think about one moment, I'm pretty sure, yeah, it was this year when she picked up Dewdrop. I remember everyone was going crazy for that. And you know, she's a champ. She has to do. I love it. Bianca Belair is also on my list <clears throat> yeah uh so i'm gonna go ahead and go next uh just because bianca belair is on my list too so bianca belair uh from wrestlemania to what she's doing now uh absolutely bianca belair i also put rhea ripley uh mainly because uh she is absolutely phenomenal and her, her stuff with the judgment day has been spot freaking on her stuff with dominic is my favorite thing going on i love it so much um and i also put tony storm um obviously tony storm coming in the aw and then tony storm uh winning the championship and i'm glad they made it a non-interim title run too they made it a regular title run and just because she's the best and even though i don't think she had the greatest of years Britt baker um still the best uh character if you will on uh on AEW and uh Ronda Rousey I put Ronda Rousey too just because yeah she's Ronda Rousey and whether or not she's had the best year ever uh she's still been doing pretty good uh so yeah I'm gonna kick it over now to Eric Jan what do you got man who dropping the government I love it baby all right so I am kicking it off here I only have one AEW superstar on this list and it's Tony Storm. Um, I don't remember if she debuted this year for AEW or if it was last year. Uh, I don't know if anybody else remembers off the top of their head, but she's kind of in that same realm of the Cesaros and the Keith Lee, someone that you just wanted to see succeed. When she had left WWE, I found it very odd, but then again, she was getting pies to the face on SmackDown, so I don't blame her for leaving for that. But to see her in AEW doing well and just the fact that she is going to be recognized not as an interim women's champion, but as, uh, you know, the actual women's champion during the time that she was there, I think is just fantastic. Uh, number four, I have Jordan Grace from Impact. Um, I mean, big girl who can do big girl things with big dudes. It's rare in wrestling, I'll be honest. You know, you got your Rias probably, maybe Bianca Belair. I mean, maybe you could argue Jade, but of all of them, I think of, of the Haas female wrestlers, I think that Jordan Grace is the only one that I'd actually believe would be the WWE world champion if given that opportunity. 
the China opportunities, should you, so, dare I say. Um, so Jordan Grace made the list, and she killed it this year. I'll be honest, I don't even know if the digital media championship is a male or female or a both championship, but it's been like stapled to her waist this entire year, which has just been I think great. it's a, a um, both championship. I think it's on somebody else now, but yeah, she had it for a little bit. Like, yeah, like a, uni, a, a unisex. Um, number three, I have Mandy Rose as well. Mandy Rose to me is like the most improved wrestler of the year. Her promo skills do, in my opinion, leave a little bit to be desired, but I mean, she's killing it. You know, like Joe said, she's been just on a hot streak, and it's crazy to think that Mandy Rose is one of the top five female wrestlers of the year 2022. Um, and then my final two here are, are similar to uh, everybody else said. I've got Liv Morgan coming in. Um, Liv became Money in the Bank this year. She became champ this year, a fan favorite that – you know, kind of like a female Jeff Hardy, you know, someone that you didn't think would get that world championship. She got the world championship. She had a decent run with it, beat Ronda Rousey twice, which I don't know if many or if any female wrestlers have yet to be able to say that. So that alone is noteworthy. Um, and I didn't put Ronda. Ronda was a great shout, by the way, George, because you said her. And I forgot she won the Rumble. She won the championship. She's had a dominant year. Um, but I didn't put her because I like Bianca Belair a lot more. So I put Bianca Belair up there. I mean, she gets the John Cena comparisons, and I think there's a reason why she is that trendsetter for the women's division that we're going to see for the next 10 years. You know, get ready for the, the golden female shovels to be mm -hmm. digging holes and taking souls. <laughs> you know, um... <laughs> I want to give a shout out to Jordan Grace because so I don't watch that much Impact and I really wish I did. Impact needs to move to like different arenas because I can't. It's like I, I can barely watch when I do watch NXT. I can barely watch NXT in that damn performance center. Impact is worse in like their gyms and they're not like they're not mic'd appropriately. Uh, but if you go look at Jordan Grace's transformation from the beginning of the year to the end of the year, she was like a powerful big girl kind of at the beginning. But dude, she is fucking cut right now. Like she, you go look on her Instagram right now. She will destroy Rhea Ripley in a one on one, hands down. So great shout on Jordan Grace. Joseph Crush, what you got, man, for best female wrestler of the year? All right. Um, you know, I when I said before my memory shit, like I don't even know if one of my picks is I I'll explain when I get to her. Um, but I even have her ranked high. Uh Liv was number five for me. Um I think we kind of hit on that, like beating Ronda twice is pretty cool. The the underdog story and her the relevancy she has now kind of just explains that uh where she should be recognized is like and she, again she's still working on things and she's still getting better uh the promos you know people some people like them some people don't uh i just dug that she got an opportunity and she kind of ran with it and i still think there's room to improve too so uh but i have live at number five mandy at number four i mean the rain itself speaks speaks for it right uh she's killing it and on xt uh, a reinvention and uh aligning herself with uh Gigi and JC Jane or whatever I forgot her name, but uh Toxic Attraction. Uh it just she's doing great things. Um and she's performing well too, and she's owning it. So good for her. I have her number four. Uh number three, I have Jade. I think uh in a kayfabe world, this this makes sense. And uh 
again, she's not the greatest. She's super green still, but she's man. When you look at her, dude, like, yeah, what do they call the, uh, the airport test? Like, uh, she walks through an airport. She's going to, everyone's going to look at her, dude. Like talk about chiseled, uh, the sickest body I've ever seen in my life. And that's not being like a perv, like just in general, like male or female, the sickest body I've ever seen. And she just has that aura about her and she's killing it. She has like, whether or not she's good in ring or not, she has the streak going 40 or whatever she is. And Oh, and she's been holding on to the TBS title. Good for her. Um, Number two, this is my one where I like, she just came back. I like, I I remember now like she's been out for a majority, like a decent amount of this year, but I have Becky and maybe I could have did a little more research of mine to like go through someone else that's maybe been more impactful, but I still think like her, just her in general is like, she could be around for a little bit of time when she comes back. She has such a huge impact on the, on the industry and on, on the women's division that I had her at uh, number two. And, uh, Bianca at number one, just, I mean, it speaks for itself. And, like, the future is just insanely high for her. Like, her ceilings and I haven't touched it. So, uh, shout out to Bianca. I can hands down say Jade Cargill has the best physique. Uh, you know, definitely on the women's side of the house. But I would put her up against any of the males, too. Her physique is mm. incredible. And it terrifies the hell out of me every time she's in the ring. Uh, and, obviously, yeah, you uh, her – her streak is amazing. Um, whether or not she's still kind of greenish in the ring or not, her she's had an amazing 2022. Uh, bad news, Tom Canelli. What do you got, man, for best female of the year? All righty. Number five, I got return at SummerSlam. I got Bailey. Ever since she's been back, her and Damage Control has just been, you know, basically running, you know, their shows and everything. Obviously, there was the, the titles and everything. So her number five. Number four, I'm going to go Jade as well. Like we said, or that of what stone or what the hell you said that saying is. I mean, she's unbelievable. I mean, in a streak and everything, it's just you know, she's unbelievable there. Number three, I have Becky just because it's Becky. I mean, when she, she's been back, she's you know, she gets the pop and everything. And her, the little thing her and Bianca had earlier in the year, you know, a little feud and everything. Obviously, she got her at SummerSlam now, she's back. And just what happened at War Games a couple of weeks ago was just awesome and good to have her back. Number two. Going Mandy, that um, going back to NXT was the best thing that happened to her. You know, she got better with everything, and the run she's having with Toxic Attraction, with the you know her with the title over four hundred days, wherever it is. So her number two and number one, Bianca. I mean, what more can you say? She's just amazing. Is she getting the Cena, you know, rub whatever? Maybe she is, but I mean, she's good. I mean, you can't deny that she is. Every match she's been in, you know, where, where the last couple of Bailey and Becky was just awesome. So number one, Bianca. Absolutely number one, Bianca. Uh, I got NJ3's here, uh, his picks. Bianca Belair, like everybody else. Uh, he also picked Thunder Rosa. Um, I don't know, wasn't she? Was it called sandbagging? Wasn't she sandbagging there for a little bit? But she was champion over mm-hmm. there. But uh, I love Thunder he, he's Rosa. Into but that shit, dude. He's a weirdo. He's a weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he also picked Becky Lynch and, of course, uh, Mandy Rose and Britt Baker. And whenever I pump it into the WrestleBuzz gonculator here, uh, first off, uh, for the first time of the night, complete clean sweep for Bianca Belair. Everybody picked Bianca Belair uh, for a uh, for female wrestle of the year. And Jade Cargill and Mandy Rose make out our top three. So Bianca, Jade, wow. and Mandy Rose – Make out our top three. Um, 
Uh, I didn't pick Mandy Rose. I didn't even think about Mandy Rose whenever I was putting together my list, but you're absolutely right. Over 400 days as champion. She's improving as hell down in NXT. So uh, good eyeball on you guys. I hope you guys enjoyed part one of our end of year mega show here at the WrestleBuzz Podcast Network. Tune in in a couple days where we release part two. And of course, following that part three, where we will nail down our top moments of the year, top wrestlers, top everything. I hope you guys enjoyed the discussions from WrestleBuzz, uh, from the top rope, Wrestling Journal, Project Kayfabe. Uh, we all came together this year. And uh, yeah, p- part two will be coming up soon. I hope you guys enjoyed the show. Thank you. Thank you.